Linjani, Linjani, Makadi, Makadi, hello, hello. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2021. And today's watch list Kada is the current MDC member of parliament for Harare East, 10 Diabetes, Zimbabwe's version of Von Metterich. Now, why are we talking about this individual here who are saying Kada? Yes, uh, we may not agree with uh, a lot of what Tenebiti is saying, but uh, there is an old adage which says, to know your enemy, to know thyself. For you to understand who you need to be or what you need to fix with yourself, you need to understand your enemy or that who sees the bad or the good in you or the weaknesses in you. This is why we at the revolutionary star will also talk about cadres who have lost the way in our view but are zimbabweans still these are still zimbabweans and are leaders in their own right our first individual who we are going to discuss is tendai Biti. mr tendai Biti is currently uh, the mp for Harare east we will be doing a podcast about that or we may have already done it he is uh, the current uh, uh, member of parliament for Harare East. Why we are saying Guti, he's the version of Metterich? He's a diplomat, he's an intellectual, he's a lawyer, he's very smart. Very, very smart individual. But big ego, a very big ass ego which gets in the way a lot of times and is the direct reason why Zimbabwe right now is under sanctions. If you was to, if you were to catch Tendai BT at night when he's asleep by himself and he's a little bit tipsy, he would admit to you, comrades, that he made a mistake in pushing for sanctions. He was short-sighted. But he, the hate he had for Zanupe was so much that he was willing to throw Zimbabwe under the bus. He did not think long term at all. Which is why right now we are struggling as Zimbabwe. But anyway, we'll go deeper. Who is the Tendai? Well, Mr. Tendai Laxton Beatty is a, an individual who was born on the 6th of August, 1966. As we said before, he is a politician. He is actually served as a member of uh, cabinet. Uh, from 2009 to 2013, he was the finance minister of Zimbabwe, uh, Sando Zake, on what he did as finance minister. But the caveat there is that he could not have done it if he was not in tandem with Sanu PF. Because there is no way MDC as a party could have run government by itself. He does not have the institutional memory or history or administrative knowledge of how to do it. Because all they could do is give ideas. That's it. Right and push agendas which internally ZANU-PF could not do themselves because of the hierarchy or patronage system that already existed. But to say that it, he single-handedly saved Zimbabwe, ah, comrades, come on now. But we'll get into that. Just throwing it out there right away because again, as I said, to know your enemy is to know thyself. Right. So we have to give him his credit. We credit is due. Yes. Yeah. Minister of Finance. From Zimbabwe from 2009 to 2018. Uh, right now, he is the current member of parliament for Harare East constituency. He almost got recalled. He could still get recalled. At the, at the publishing of this podcast, he may have been recalled. 
right? Because of his PDP shenanigans. We will talk about that. Uh, current uh, second vice president for the movement for democratic change alliance, right? He was the secretary general for the movement for democratic change, uh, which subsequently became MDCT. Uh, besides that, he's also been uh, expelled from MDC, uh, where he lost his seat in Arari East. Again, uh, born in Zivarasekwa, that's where he was born. He's also the eldest in a family of six. Uh, he was he attended uh, Goromonzi High, 1980 to 1985. He was actually a deputy head boy, 1985. He, he went to the University of Zimbabwe. Uh, at 1986, he was a freshman there. Uh, 88 and 89, he was the Secretary General for the University of Zimbabwe Student Representative Council. Uh, Terry Mungu was the uh, president. Uh, note the years, 1988 to 1989, right? They also let's uh, uh, they were there. My students, I 1989, 19, these were the, 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 my original, my original, use it leaders if we were to put it like that i would consider these the original use it leaders because before 1988 89 uh, the 1970s and so forth i think we were still on a different type of tip right uh, 1987 and politics the the the, the kukura wound you know the nationalists so let's just okay let's just give it to him and say that from the 1988 1989 we would say that's the that's the uh, student politics uh, at the University of Zimbabwe. Um, 1999, he was one of the founding members of uh, MDC. Uh, after he left school, he joined the Honey and Blackenberg. He was one of the youngest partners at 26. Again, that's uh, very commendable. Um, currently, uh, he is uh, uh, was or is on the Parliament for Portfolio Committee on Lands, Agriculture, water development uh, oh no no this is the previous one this is the previous one right he, he was he's also on the the public accounts committee which we will talk about the portfolio for committee on budget finance and economic development this is the one we would like to discuss because he actually believe it or not did a good job when it came to corruption and so forth and trying to weed that out or trying to highlight uh, certain pitfalls that were there of course it was one-sided uh, he, he never looked at MDC corruption, Blawayo, Vic Falls, Harare, local government, city councils. He never looked into all that. But we'll give him a spade, a spade. He looked into areas that Zanupieth took up and they've been trying to root out through Saku and Zak. So we'll give him that. Um, he's very good at uh, legal stuff. That's as much as we can put. We're trying to put it down for the layman as much as possible. He's very good at uh, whatever. When it comes to legal affairs, he, as we said again, this man is the last thing we cannot say about Tindabiti is that he's not smart. He's smart. And not only is he intellectual, but he's actually smart, as in he thinks. He can practically break an, an argument down and regurgitate it so that an idiot in the street can understand it or uh, somebody who sells tomatoes or a garden boy or uh, even any type of layman can understand this it's one of the reasons why he is so well liked by westerners 
simple complex topics can be diluted into uh digestible pieces which is another reason why we ended up with sanctions because you cannot some things that are complex cannot be made into small uh, bite-sized pieces for you to eat because you dilute a lot of things which end up becoming fact again we we will we'll discuss this let's continue with who this man is um, as we said again he was a minister of finance yeah he, he was very close with morgan shangrai but he butted heads that ego uh, of his again has always been a problem uh from two, uh, when the 2008 issues happened he's, again he's been arrested several times he's been charged with treason uh, arrested he's fled several times once some uh, once to south africa another time recently around 2018 he also fled to uh zambia of course his mantras has always been him saying that he's fighting for democracy and fighting for transparency and so forth which we will discuss um the one in 2008 they are saying he penned a document called the transition strategy which was him allegedly trying to rig elections in favor of mdc this is around 2007 so this is who he was at the same time this was happening with the government against him he also used to butt heads with uh, Morgan Shangirai, which led him actually leaving MDC and joining MDC Renewal. And then from MDC Renewal, he split with MDC Renewal and then ended up forming his own party, which was uh, PDP, where we will pick up from. So PDP stands for the People's Democratic Party, where he became president for that party, right? And then PDP ended up signing um, an agreement to run elections together with MDC to form MDC Alliance. At the time, Morgan Changarai was still the president at that time. That's when it all spilled up. So generally, this is who we are speaking of today. This individual Kada, uh, lost Kada, actually. I think we are going to be using that for the future because right now we, are we always encourage all members to rejoin and join the revolution again uh, as comrade uh, Nangagwa says it's a new dispensation everybody is welcome so our lost card we will discuss who is mr beat well as we said already this is a very intelligent man uh, you cannot dismiss uh, what tendai bt says because he grasps concepts very well complicated complex he can grasp them he understands them he can break them down and regurgitate them to you in bite-sized pieces which you may understand uh, for what you need to understand so like, he can cater to what you want to hear is pretty much what we are saying which is why again we, co we consider him a meterish very good diplomat if he was not an opposition leader he would make a very good diplomat. Uh, he'd be one of those people who should be posted in the United Nations or something like that. Unfortunately, those were not the paths that were chosen. So we're discussing who he is. But this is the mind frame he has. Unfortunately, this uh, intelligence is also attached with a big ego. A very big ego. Actually, we can actually say he's a megalomaniac. 
he thinks he's the smartest man in the room and, and uh, he may be actually most of the time the smartest man in the room unfortunately he makes him quick to temper and to think he's always right this has resulted in many numerous miscalculations which were directed towards ZANU-PF but unfortunately have affected Zimbabwe as a whole. Things like ZANU-PF must go, Bob must go, mantras and so forth, uh, the way that opposition leaders right now uh, talk to Westerners directly falls at the door of uh, Tendaibiti. You cannot blame Nelson Chamisa for this one because Nelson Chamisa was a young compared to BT. BT is actually older than Nelson Chamisa. This is BT's fault. BT has been courting and has been fitting with these Western leaders for years. However, somewhere within that intelligence, he lost sight of the bigger goal. His hatred for Zanupay was so much that he would tack on to anything that would further the goals of just punishing Zanupay. Which is how we've got ourselves in the anti in the sanctions ditch. He hated Zanu PF so much that sanctions made sense for him, right? And now it's hard for them to backtrack. All they can do is say, "Well, sanctions is only targeted sanctions." We all know that that's not true. Sanctions affect everybody. Ask anybody right now who can't open a PayPal account so that they can get jobs online. If you are a graphics designer in Zimbabwe or a business owner wants to sell flowers or somewhere, you can't. You can't use PayPal. You can't use Skrill now. Skrill was recently deactivated for Zimbabwe as well. That is Tendabiti's fault. He, he could not see the collateral damage that was going to affect general business people who would not want to deal with Zimbabwe because they are going to be under the scrutiny of the state department financial financial department which is in the state department which business or big organization or bank would want to risk doing business in Zimbabwe if they know that they are going to have the state department vetting them think about that these are unintended consequences from Tendaibiti's hatred for Zanopia. This is where people get it wrong when they say it's targeted sanctions. Targeted sanctions, my ass. There are residual effects that happen from this move. Zidera is not going to be released anytime soon. We all know that. But there are many other agreements and anti and sanctions. I mean, not anti, but sanctions that have been lodged that are subliminal, overt, subtle, which we do not see but affect us as Zimbabweans on a day-to-day -day basis. BT is directly responsible for that. He cavorts, hangs out, talks with these Europeans and Westerners on a day-to-day -day basis. This is how we got ourselves into this mess. And it's not because of his intelligence. This is because of his ego. His ego got us into this ditch that we're in in Zimbabwe. This is, if we were to look at why we will never get off Zidera, because now Zidera is no longer about human rights. It is now a bargaining chip for the United States foreign policy agenda for Zimbabwe. They can use it whenever you want to diplomatically negotiate anything with the United States. That's how they can use Zidera. So, we're not going to get off Zidera. 
and the person who gets off the data should be given a medal because it's going to be difficult. However, the person who got us into this situation is Tendaibiti. We cannot even blame Morgan Shangirai. Morgan Shangirai at times would backpedal and try and not push it to the extreme. But it was Biti. Because Biti is, was one of those intellects who only were short term. When we say short term, yeah, we're talking about somebody who was looking at Zimbabwe in a 10 year period. 10 years. If we apply pressure for 10 years, Takarova regime change. Istakapinda. Somehow, magically, US and Europe will snap back all the sanctions that they put against Zimbabwe. Really now? Really? That was never going to happen. Whether or not MDC came into power, whether or not it ever gets into power, that won't happen because it is no longer about the democracy or whatever those sanctions were made. It is now a bargaining chip for a foreign policy agenda of another nation. And we have Tendaibiti to thank for that. Hopefully one of these days he will apologize. Just like how secretly if you catch an MDC person, they apologize for a lot of the fear-mongering that they did so as to strengthen their party. This is how MDC became as powerful as it did. Let's call it as it is. It had two main pillars that supported it. It had white farmers and western-backed sponsors. And those two BT was a favorite of those two. And still is up until now. A lot of these leaders that are in the MDCA, MDCA and MDCT cannot be blamed for this. We would put it as Monzora, BT, that group of intellectuals who we can blame for sanctions. However, Tendai BT is one of them. So why are we bringing this up? A brilliant man whose emotions get in the way quick temper and a big ego what does that result it results in flawed decision making yes he may get it right he may be spot on on certain things right but we all know people like that we all know people who had to be checked or held back because if you let them go they they do dangerous things because they think they're smarter than everybody else that comrades is who this man is why is he dangerous? He's dangerous because he has the capability to look and see all the weaknesses that you are in, all the weaknesses you have, and then spin it to make it look as if that's all you are as an individual. He has been good at that for years, which is why Zimbabwe has sanctions right now. He has targeted comrades who's, who have faults. Let's, let's not lie. We have a lot of our own fellow cadres who have their own weaknesses and faults. But, He's embodied that to make that the narrative of who that individual is. Take Comrade Chinamasa, for example. For the policies that Tendai BT actually got implemented, he couldn't have done that if he hadn't had the help of Comrade Chinamasa. There's no way. And don't forget Comrade Chinamasa was the cadre who had been the former minister of finance. But don't worry. When we do our watch list on Comrade Chinamasa, we will come back to this topic of when he was Minister of Finance so we can delve deeper because there's numbers involved. We won't take away from the fact that we'll give credit to Bit. But, groundwork, framework for your decisions to actually get implemented. Never forget that. Right? 
and don't forget 2018 when 2009 2030 when the one thing which we can attribute to mdc is that they came in with ideas that they did not need to be in afraid of zanu pf these ideas are in zanu pf but the problem is the inner politics within zanu pf and the factions which may stop an idea from actually becoming a, a policy that can be implemented this was during the mugabe era now under comrade Mnangagwa, it's getting a little bit better it's not perfect it's, there's still kinks and problems don't get me wrong <laughs> it's we are far from perfect but at least now you can speak up and criticize compared to kudara you couldn't do that this is the advantage mdc had which is why the uh, government for national unity worked so well it's because they could implement things that within zanu do we actually people who supported them and they could get away with it but to say it was him 100 come on gentlemen come on so why are we highlighting this individual he is not going anywhere this man is not going anywhere anytime soon he's very sharp and he's likely going to be the next leader of mdc alliance if not mdc as a whole out of the whole entire crop of individuals right now who are leaders the biggest choice for a leader would be BT, right? But because of his ego, his quick temper, he may never become the leader because he, he rubs people the wrong way. Uh, and he, if you really look at what he does even in Harari East, he, he's never really done a lot. But when it comes to paper theories, you know, believe this. Very good. But practically speaking, he's more of a delegation type of leader right he delegates and he relegates and if a framework has been set up like the framework he had under his anupf administration that had been there things get done which is what happened from 2009 to 2013. we will discuss that when we talk about comrade chinamasa so you understand with numbers what we are talking about because right now it may sound like we are hating on our brother but we are not it is what it is. This guy brought the idea, but the engine, you need the engine, and the engine had been created by Community Namasa. We'll discuss that. So, this is who we are talking about today. MDC leader, uh, current vice president, Tendai Biti. He's not going anywhere. Uh, he says he's a pan-Africanist. Uh, the pan-Africanism is hard to see because of the way he is always so close with uh, Westerners. But it's, there's nothing wrong befriending Westerners. Just as how ZANU-PF uh, has befriended uh, the Eastern Bloc, Russia and China. There's really nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we don't see anything wrong with that. The problem is when your principles can be malleable when you're amongst Westerners. Or your emotions get into the way. This comrade's emotions, his hatred for ZANU-PF, makes him make bad decisions when he's with Varung. It is what it is. And unfortunately, why we decided to highlight him at the watch list is that he is a leader who has been uh, grooming a new breed of politicians and leaders who think like him. Right? Who are rash, brash, suck up to... Uh, white people, but are not as intelligent as he is. That is what is the scary thing, comrades. This man who is teaching a new crop of leaders will never be as smart as him. So we are now going to have double the trouble we had. Now imagine that under a Biden administration. Think about that. 
Again, we're not trying to hate. We'd love to hear the comments and the commentaries on this one. But yes, we know he's a smart person. But God damn, man. When you make... when you, We know you hate this party. We know Kudao, you, you've been arrested several times. You've been tortured and so forth. You've been threatened. Yes. But when you leave Zimbabwe and you're outside there, you don't blow up your own bridges back home. Just because you are, you think you're going to be able to fix them once you are in power. You are not different from the people you are fighting. This is easily be see, deciphered by, if you look at his political career, he's not even light in his own party. He's one of the few politicians who's left MDC several times. Not because they don't like him or he's not a fellow compatriot for, to, for these guys. It's because he's got an ego. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but it is what it is. This man is a, he's a megalomaniac. He's got an ego, a big ego. And it rubs people the wrong way. It could be one of the main reasons why he may never be a leader for MDC alive. He should have been the rightful leader you know, instead of Chamisa. But because of his big ego, we have Chamisa now who is a leader. So this is who this man is. Whether or not he he humbles himself or matures as he gets older, we don't know. We will never know. However, why we mention him is that if we are to look at why we have sanctions and why Zimbabwe will always have problems with sanctions, we had to mention this individual. This individual is directly responsible for us having sanctions. He influenced, either he influenced, helped doctor write documents or created the environment for Westerners to dictate terms. Our current constitution, uh, the COPAC negotiations, he's there. If we were to put another person who, do you know how bad this man is when it came to sanctions? Not even Magaisa is worse than him. Magaisa is actually way better than comrade beat that's how bad it is our lost comrade here right we hope he comes back because if you disagree with zanu pf it's okay if you disagree with the revolutionary uh, stance of zimbabwe where zanu pf stands or if you don't believe in the revolutionary struggle if Gouvan, which we know he never agreed with because he was for white farmers saga we already know he never agreed with he may say he agrees with it now he recently this year he was uh, defending war vets and defending the land uh, invasions it was mind-blowing trust me i'm saying this right now it's mind-blowing to see him in parliament with melissa defending land the black black farmers who took over farms this is the same guy who was against that but anyway what we're saying is comrade bt may not agree with the revolutionary ideals here the revolutionary star may not agree with zanupf may not agree with anything that was fought in the liberation struggle Maybe the only thing he may agree with is that no kutenda yot makatipa freedom. Zopere raipapo. Okay, fine. We'll take that. Not everybody may agree with our with our ideas. We need to move on. Some have new ideas, liberals, everything. Yes, we get that. However, you are still a Zimbabwean first and foremost. You may not agree with ZANU-PF. You may not agree with its ideals. You may not agree with the revolutionary ethos of how Zimbabwe was formed. But you are still a Zimbabwean citizen. You should still have the temerity to know when sometimes what you're going to do is going to affect the nation for the next hundred years. This is what this individual did, comrade. He single-handedly 
influenced within his own party the narrative that will be Zimbabwe on the Western world for at least the next hundred years. Sanctions are not going anytime soon. We all know that. You know how Congress is in the United States getting a how difficult it is to have both houses under the control of one party or how both Republicans and Democrats can agree on changing or on overturning an act of parliament, I mean an act of Congress. Come on, gentlemen. And we have BT to thank for that. Directly him to thank for. How could somebody as smart as this man not see the residual and the collateral damage that would happen from a decision like that? If you are that smart. Why? His ego got in the way. His ego. And we are not saying this from hate. Look at his own track record within his own party. Again, we say this. He's been kicked out of his party several times. He is prone to attack not only opposition, not only ZANU-PF as his opposi opposition party, but his own fellow compatriots. He attacks them as well. Because his go-to word is idiot. He loves that word. This man loves that word, idiot. So, as we said, it's not about whether or not you want to join Zanubia. But, we need to highlight as a marker the monumental fuck-up he did by getting us on the sanctions list. I know several graphics designers who could be making part-time money uh, doing graphics jobs for people in the US, for five US per job. But, you can't do that. How will you get paid? How will they send the money to you? You can't open a PayPal account. You can only send money outside Zimbabwe. You can't receive money in Zimbabwe. Thanks to Tendai BT and MDC. So yes, we had to discuss this uh, comrade of ours. Uh, he's very loved. He's a darling of the Western world. 110%. He's not going anywhere. This man is not going anywhere. He's... Uh, the smartest man in the room usually he's the think tank in mdc alliance and unfortunately he's been grooming a new crop of leaders just like him and uh, so it's unfortunate we are going to be dealing with individuals like tendai bt for uh, the next unforeseen time but when we talk about all these other individuals we need to talk about the godfather this started from the United University of Zimbabwe in the 1980s. That's why I had to mention to you, comrades, that if we are going to talk about student politics in Zimbabwe, we need to start with the 1980s, with the BTs, the Monzoras, right? I'll, I'll look into the 70s, but I really believe that it started in the 80s. Munui has been chaining out and chaining out and chaining out more people who think like him. Hopefully, they don't have as big ego as he does. Right? If he had just the same type of intelligence, but the temperament of a Beatrice Mutetwa, maybe Zimbabwe could actually get itself out of sanctions. Maybe he could actually work out very well with Zanu PF. But hey, my one. Pakaipa. <laughs> so we had to talk about uh, our fellow brother. He's a fellow Zimbabwean, he's a fellow compatriot. We have no choice but to accept him as a brother. But our brother, uh, our brother has failed us as a nation. And will continue failing us. He put Zimbabwe in a ditch, has influenced his fellow oppos or opposition, uh, fellow opposition compatriots 
to leave Zimbabwe in a ditch. He is one of the architects of this opposing just for the sake of opposing. Unfortunately, if you observe Tendai Biti, when everybody else is opposing just for the sake of opposing in MDC, he is the only one who actually makes sense, who at least tries to dismantle policies that ZANU-PF is trying to implement. Everybody else is not as smart as him, so that they parrot. They just parrot opposing for the sake of opposing. This is where the problem is, companies, why I'm trying to highlight a bit. He is creating uh, less intelligent versions of him. These are the ones we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis here in town. These are the ones who continue, who are going to be invited by NGOs to speak at these summits and seminars all over the globe. Less carbon copies of who he is as an individual. So, Garozilai, this all started with Comrade Tendaibiti, our lost comrade, my mistake, our lost comrade Tendaibiti, but our brother, a fellow Zimbabwean. If Tendaibiti ever hears this podcast, we ask that you help us fix the mess you got us into, brother. You got us into this mess. Yes, hate Zanu PFO as much as you want. You have a right to. To you, you may see Zanu PF as those who tortured you, tortured your friends, tortured your user people, put you, put you in jail, and so forth. You have a right to be angry against Zanu PF, but don't take it out on Zimbabweans. Don't blame Zanu PF for your own ego. You've always had a big ego. You are brash, you are rash, you are quick to temper, and those things affect your judgment. If your own fellow compatriots don't tell you that, well, yeah, the revolutionary star will tell you because, yes, you say a lot of digestible things, but those digestible things have put us in this mess that we're in. So we hope that our fellow brother may at least tone down his rhetoric or try and at least enlighten the new guard that he is teaching to attack policy and not rhetoric. Because he is the only person right now in MDC who at least still talks policy. Everybody else in MDC right now, they are reto. They, they, they concentrate on rhetorical nonsense. Right? And it's not as if ZANU-PF leaders don't know this. They know this. They know this. That's why it was easy working with Tendai Biti when he was the Minister of Finance. Because yes, Muna Asha. But can I add time your bus, I time your bus. That's how ZANU-PF is anyway. Individual ZANU-PF members argue all the time. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. So, this is our watch list cadre who we wanted to mention, a lost cadre. We hope you've listened to this. Uh, Zanu PF is always uh, inviting people back to the party. As you know, that's the new uh, dispensation that was announced by President Idim Nangago. Uh, several MDC people have already came back to the fold. Uh, Tenaibit, you are more than welcome to come back to Zanu PF and work within the party. You can criticize from inside. It's a big tent this time around. This time you're seeing, that's why you see podcasts like this existing. We are allowed to criticize, you know. But don't throw Zimbabwe under the bus. If you don't like ED, you don't like ED. If you don't like Bob, you don't like Bob. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Not Ambika. You don't have to like everybody. It's not as if you know You don't eat sadza at the person's house, so you don't need to like the person. But don't throw the whole nation under the bus because you don't like a few individuals in power. Come on, my guy. Huh? Now everybody can't make money because you're mad at one person. That's who this guy is. If it wasn't for his ego, this person would be a great leader. 
a great opposition leader even somebody who we could even mention as a great opposition leader because he actually sees policy as policy is in emotion but somehow his ego always gets in the way anyway this has been another thing hello hello makadi makadi lijari lijari this has been coming super cabral coming live from araje roger out